Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Back to the Learn Grow Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my learned colleague across the Zoom. Hi, it's Alex. Hi, Alex. Hello, so Alex. we're back by popular demand this week. Last, um, I say last week, we're a little bit irregular in our posting. Apologies, but the last podcast was all about why you need a le- or signs that you might need a learning plan. Um, but then you hear the crowd say, "So what the hell is a learning plan?" So we're going to do a quick fire round this week. I'd like to get this one done. I'm pretty sharpish on what actually is a learning plan. Yeah. And uh, sorry, quick plugs. I'm not adding to the runtime here. Um, we also have other great learning plan uh, content, which include the following, how to create a highly effective learning and development plan. And the one, that, um, oh, sorry. And the five key components of an effective L&D plan, as well as the one that you just discussed, which is the five signs that your business needs a learning plan. Plug, plug, plug. Nice. Plug, plug, plug. Triple plug. Right. Pause for the jingle, and then we're going to do quick fire questions on learning plans. I'll ready myself. Alex, what actually is a learning plan? Great question. Well, Here's a quick definition, as obviously we're trying to speed through. A learning and development plan is your proposal of action as to how you will approach people development so that you achieve your business goals. It's basically your roadmap. It's how you're going to take your people and your teams and your business from point A, where you are exactly this minute right now, to point B, where you dream of being in an allotted amount of time and what you want to be achieving. Boom. Current state to future state of your organization. How are you going to get there? Absolutely. But obviously, you know, as we're about to go through now, there's a lot of questions, a lot of uh, different criteria that still exists within that roadmap. Um, You know, if I'm to use the metaphor, are you going to drive, take the bus um, and all that type of stuff? So there's still a lot to figure out. And that's obviously what we're now going to clear up through some through some quick fire questions. Why is a learning and development plan required, Alex? And what are the, the business goals you need to deliver? Well, Obviously, in order to start with your learning and development plan, you need to establish what those business goals are, uh, the short term, the long term, and ultimately define what your current and desired states are. Um, And then obviously, once you've figured that out, your learning plan is then going to help you transition between the two rather than working ad hoc and just kind of hoping you land in the right area. For sure. We call it a map. You can't get from A to B without a map, can you? Absolutely. So who, who requires development? So within a learning plan, obviously, you would need to analyze the certain skill gaps that exist within within your teams and business and obviously figure out what would be best served in order to, to not make sure they widen, to narrow them down in order to help you achieve your business goals. Figure out what those gaps are and then figure out how to fill them in order to then fuel your journey to your desired state. How was that? That was a good way of, uh, again, using the map metaphor. For sure. I'm going to throw in an ad hoc question here. Oh, okay. Is there anyone that doesn't need to keep learning and be featured in the learning development plan? No. And that's obviously a very important thing to remember as well, is that you don't want to, you know, not include people because then you might hit all the problems that we discussed in a previous podcast of the five warning signs why you need a learning plan. Um, 
the important thing to to think about is specifically who requires what specific development. You don't want to be giving people things that aren't relevant and that won't actually help and might waste time. You want to make sure that the right people are getting the right things. Good answer. <laughs> what development does people need? I guess you've just started to go into that one there. Yeah, I feel like I'm a mastermind. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously through through looking into the team, delving deep into current performance and figuring out you know, certain gaps and exploring because it's, it's full of opportunity, ways in which you can improve things. Um, you then need to pin down what would be the most benefit to individuals, teams and the business as a whole. For sure. And just to throw in a thought, think yeah. outside the box. This doesn't have to say it mean a load of workshops or training days or whatever you want to call it or sitting behind a computer. You know, what learning can look like could be a thousand different things. Yeah. And actually, you've just added in another question there because another thing to think about is, what would actually benefit your people the most in terms of how they learn? And, you know, some people might benefit from having a, a longer hybrid program. Some people in some topics may benefit from being quite shorter and, and the people within them might appreciate that a lot more too. For sure. You might just say, I don't know, I don't know, Gene in accounting needs to go and spend a week working with the sales team to help understand what they do. You know, there's a learning intervention. doesn't cost you a penny. Great mm. experience. So just think outside the box. Could be anything. Gene will appreciate it. Gene will love it. Right. So, um, but when will Gene do it? When will the development need to take place? So, of course, obviously, you know, if let's just say we'll take a calendar year. There's a lot of events that happen within then. And a lot of times that maybe won't be the most opportune moments. You might be adding stress onto people. So figure out, obviously, times that would obviously benefit people the most. If you know, for, for, for instance, that you've got middle of the year is going to be incredibly busy in terms of sales, maybe think about, investing in some sales training, specific sales training that you've noted that the salespeople might need before that period strikes so that they're armed and ready to go during that hectic time. Um, but it's good to map it out, get the whole journey out, get your current um, commitments for the year written out as well and work out the opportune moments um, to invest time in certain developments. Get tactical. For sure. How will the training and learning be delivered, Alex? Now, of course, the answer to this question, I would love to be, you know, call Excel and and we'll help you out. But if I'm going to be truthful, um, the first thing you should figure out is what you have available to you internally in-house. Um, as you've already said with Gene in accounting, um, if the most uh, optimal learning opportunity would be to learn from her peers within another department, that costs you nothing and it would be hugely beneficial. If, for instance, you've uh, already got potential uh, materials and things like that in-house that could be delivered in a way that would also be highly impactful, then, then use those as long as they're relevant. Um, however, of course, there may be gaps where you could benefit from some uh, fantastic external expertise uh, like ourselves at Excel. And then, you know, once you've identified them, you can start to look at, well, who could I bring in? Who would work uh, best with us? Who would fit our culture? And, and then make sure that that plan is more well-rounded. For sure. And um, just, just to add to this one quickly, I know we've talked about how the learning plan should be linked to all your strategic objectives, but then you just said get tactical. And I think here, this how is a question of starting to get tactical because some things will require investment other things are going to get for free. It's about that learning culture. So so once you've started to, to get more granular in all the different things you want to achieve, then you can start weighing up how much you should invest in things. And there is some great, uh, very, very 
cheap resources out there to support you but sometimes cheap does not mean it is right so um just make sure you put your money in the right places oh absolutely and and again like you say when we say external expertise that might not necessarily be a, a whole learning and development provider you know you could look online and find courses and stuff like that that are relatively cheap but like you just said you have to figure out whether it would give you what you want and for the uh, for the outlay that it would require. Um, so yeah, incredibly important to, to figure that one out too. Awesome. Um, so we're going to do all this wonderful learning. Where is it going to take place? Well, of course, you know, obviously since 2020, things have moved uh, in a lot of places virtually. However, what you need to figure out again, kind of based on what we just said is where your investment in, in learning will be best served. Um, would it be great to get people in person learning uh, you know, physically working with each other and collaborating. Um, would it serve its purpose virtually well enough? I mean, there's been huge advances into into how you can train people virtually. Um, so perhaps that would do what you need. Or potentially, you know, you could go completely hybrid, um, bring people together, but also have modules where it's done virtually or there's on-demand content and, and the journey is, it looks different at different places. Um, but obviously the main thing you need to figure out is firstly, uh, the subject matter, where would it be best served but secondly as well i know obviously investments and and pricing is crucial that obviously you don't overspend or do something ridiculous in that sense um but also as well yeah just making sure that it's convenient for everyone and that they see the benefit of either going in person or virtually and making sure that the learning is at its maximum impact wherever it's delivered 100 percent. and remember it can happen anywhere yeah it can just be uh, out there just be out there remember 70 percent of learning takes place on the job so um make sure you factor that into your learning plan so where it takes place may just be where they already are well and your beautiful example of gene the accountant comes into action again um yeah how glad i am that you created her because it's given us another beautiful example of again well yeah. and, and jean's having a, a great time at, at her business because not only did she do the job share into into the sales team she also has a manager who's highly skilled at coaching and feedback so actually every day is a learning day for Jean, and she is so motivated so Mm. efficient and uh, a future leader at that organization no doubt that's your dream isn't it to have a team full of jeans a team of jeans (laughs) so i hope that was helpful to anyone listening slightly different to normal a little bit more concise a little bit less waffle um but that is what actually is a learning plan? And again, as Alex said, we've got loads more detail. If that was a bit too fast for you, uh, then go and read it, read it up and um, give us a shout if you need anything more. So thanks for listening. Cheers.